This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. Welcome to another episode of LifeWork, a podcast that explores ideas and insights at the intersection of who you are and what you do. Your life work. Camera L, a Detroit-based poet, asks this question. Words are building blocks. They create, save, and destroy. What are yours used for? It really is true, isn't it? Thought and language, these are the very building blocks of our world, our human world. They create, save, and destroy, as El says. And then a really simple but very poignant question. What are yours used for? If there's ever a time in our history, at least in America, but perhaps in the world at large, where we need to elevate the notion of civil discourse, now is the time. Now is the time. As human beings, we have a choice when we talk to each other. Will we elevate our dialogue and our conversations to a point where they can create and save? Or will our words degenerate? Will our thoughts and our words and our attitudes degenerate into things that destroy, destroy the fabric of our relationships that hold us together as people? And if there's one thing that we must elevate in these days its civil discourse. Civil discourse is the ability to have conversations with people that are both respectful and honoring of the various voices, respectful of the voice and honoring of the voice of all the voices in the circle of the dialogue while still having intellectual honesty that we don't see it the same way. Civil discourse is the ability to disagree, to push on ideas together, so that we, as our founders said, form a more perfect union. Whether that union is a team at work or a community in a neighborhood or a country, civil discourse is the ability to discuss things, matters, realities, issues, topics 
where we don't see it the same way, but do it in a way that draws us closer together rather than creates division. And so much of our conversation and dialogue today is aimed at creating division. Sometimes it's out in the open, it's the stated goal. Sometimes it's very subtle and manipulative. But too much of our discourse in communities, subtle and not subtle, divides us. We must recapture and elevate civil discourse. Without it, we will degenerate into a kind of tribalism that we see at play today where everyone who is not like me is against me. And if you're against me, then I must work to defeat you. Where will that leave us? Where will that leave us? Here are just a few things you can do, I can do, to make our discourse more civil. (laughs) Number one, get to know people who see the world differently than you. Oh, yeah. You know, this is hard because we tend to flock together in tribes of affinity. And, you know, at one level, there's nothing wrong with this. I like to hang out with people who see the world like me. I like to hang out with people who like dark beer, particularly if it has chocolate overtones. I did a piece of work a number of years ago for Harley Davidson. If you don't If you don't appreciate that we like to flock together with other people who are like us in in small tribes, you've just never been to a Harley-Davidson store. There's Harley-Davidson tribes. There's symphony-going tribes. There's yoga tribes. Man, we like to flock with people who it's comfortable to know, who reinforce our thinking and our way of being. Okay, okay, but I can never learn to have civil discourse until I get to know people who don't see the world like me. And I'm saying get to know, not, you know, tolerate, not hang out with to prove that that person is wrong 
but actually get to know them, like know about their family, know about their struggles, know about the things that matter to them without trying to change them. To increase civility in our discourse, we need to be around people and get to know people who are different than us. And then we need to learn to suspend our certainty. All the gurus of dialogue and smart and wise conversation agree that if we're going to have civil discourse, we have to be willing to suspend our certainty. The word suspend comes from an ancient Latin word that literally meant to spin something out in front of. And then it, it kind of grew into this idea of hanging something out in front of. But the, the, the original root is where we get the word spider or spinner. Like I'm spinning something in front of you. We have to be able to suspend the spinning of our certainty or we have to be willing to make our certainties known to the people we're talking to and let them push on those certainties. Oh, this is hard. This is hard because I like my certainties. How about you? The things I believe I'm, I already have settled and know, whether it's about a group of people or whether it's about a particular issue, I'm certain of it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to be challenged. I don't want you to question me. But to have civil discourse, I have to, as Edgar Schein, a 20th century MIT professor said, access my ignorance. I have to be able to access my ignorance, which basically means I have to be willing to suspend my certainty. I have to enter a not knowing space and listen from that place of not knowing. Because how civil can my conversation be with you if I've already predetermined that you're wrong? If I've already judged before you open your mouth that everything you're going to say is simply going to be confirmed as wrong because it's coming from you and you don't agree with me. Again, this is where we are today. Left, right, Republican, Democrat, however you want to frame the, the moment, however you want to frame the decision, oh, oh, she's a Democrat, or oh, he's a Republican, oh, well, forget them. I mean, forget him, forget her. I already know where she stands. If we're really going to have civil discourse where we can sit together and think together and learn together and disagree together and come to a more perfect union, I'm going to have to suspend my certainty. I'm going to have to suspend my knowing. I'm going to have to access my ignorance. How often do you go into a conversation already sure that you know what's best? Suspending judgment and certainty is one of the steps toward a more civil discourse. 
And then finally, it's to learn to broaden your perspective and be gracious toward those with different perspectives than you. One of the things that concerns me about our high, mm, high quality of, of irony and uh, sarcasm and even the political satire of the day, which has been around for a long time, and that's a whole other discussion. What does political satire and satire in general, what does it do? Because it can play a very important role in a society, but if we're not careful, it can degenerate into grade school name calling and grade school alliance building where we make fun of people who are different than us. Where's the graciousness today to extend to those who see it different, different than you a latitude to be welcome at the table? Where's the graciousness? Where's the wide perspective taking where I might not agree with you, but I'm willing to bring your perspective to this moment this conversation and see where it might broaden mine, where my empathy and understanding of you broadens my own perspective, allows me to change how I think and behave because you've enlightened me to something. But that takes a graciousness to allow others at the table. We need civil discourse more than ever. We need to be able to sit together and talk and, and reason together and feel together and hear each other and disagree, but with a respect and a willingness to be gracious in the conversation and to be solution-oriented rather than just building alliances with people who make me feel like I'm right. This week, what can you do to make your discourse more civil? Think about that group of people that you label as, I can't believe them. Oh, oh, look at them. I can't believe them. Hmm. Maybe it's time to get to know them. Maybe it's time to suspend your certainty and access ignorance and then broaden your perspective. These are three elements I am going to take into my discourse this week. And I encourage you to take those into yours as well. This is Dave Fleming at the Ingenuity Lab. <laughs>